You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hello there, my very good friends. On today's wrestling news, there's been another major title change in NXT. We've got a backstage update on WWE's plans for Ezekiel. WWE Raw has hit its highest audience on TV in over a year. And first things first, we're going to talk about the WWE star who might be frustrated at missing WrestleMania. I'm Andy Murray. I'm Michael Sidgwick. And this is the news. Let's kick things off by talking about Alexa Bliss. She missed WrestleMania. In fact, she's missed every show since Elimination Chamber. She's had a weird old run recently. She took that time off to heal up last year. She came back with the Alexa Bliss's journey back to Raw. She had the therapy sessions. Lily was there. It was a a wacky old time. And it appeared to be building towards something. That something turned out to be Elimination Chamber, where she wrestled. She didn't win, but she was in the match, uh, sitting on a swing in the chamber, doing her gimmicks. And then she vanished again. She's not been back ever since. Strange situation. One that you could understand if somebody was frustrated at it. But she's been, she's been tweeting. She likes she likes tweeting, doesn't she? She's never shy of hiding her opinions on social media. But Alexa basically yesterday tweeted some lyrics from a Disney song. It's uh, the song Stand Out from a Goofy movie. Uh, talking about proving yourself, breaking out and escaping and... And all of this kind of stuff. I'll read the lyrics. She tweeted, uh, If the sticky wheels always get in the grease, I'm totally devoted to disturbing the peace. And I'll do it again when I get it done until I become your number one. No method to the madness and no means of escape. Gonna break every rule. I'll bend them all out of shape. See, the difference between me and Adam Wilborn is he would have sung that and it would have been sensational. But here we are. (laughs) When asked about... What's going on? What's going on, Alexa? Why are you not on TV? Uh, She replied to a Twitter user saying, I'm ready when they are. Uh, Yeah, so there you go. Um, Yeah, I mean, if I'm Alexa Bliss, I'm a little confused right now. 
Yeah, I'm exceptionally confused if I'm Alexa Bliss. And I also identify with her means of sort of conveying her frustration. Because when I was 17 years old, I used to pop on MSN Messenger when I was heartbroken at school. And I used to uh, post emo lyrics as my status as well. So I can understand why she's gone this route. Uh, less facetiously, look, this Lily thing has been a complete bust, a complete joke. Everyone seems to think it's a joke. Uh, Lily killing Shayna Baszler, or at least attempting to, is one of the most risible angles WWE has done in its modern history. Think of the goddamn ground that covers. They've attempted to do more stuff with Lily. It again, totally bombed. Everyone kind of just took the piss out of the, uh, the Journey Back to Raw segments. They've been completely dropped. How difficult is it? to simply repackage Alexa Bliss in her old gimmick, which WWE was in love with, no less. That's, look, through the sports entertainment lens, it kind of got over quite big. She was a star, she's a really good talker. Within the WWE context, of course, I don't understand why she simply can't revert back to the goddess persona, especially when, with uh, Bianca Belair as Raw Women's Champion, desperately needs some heels with a bit of cachet um, to work programs with. It just seems like a no-brainer to me, like, she was genuinely like on TV all the goddamn time about what two years ago, three years ago, four years ago, a really featured role. And it just should be a slam dunk, really, to get someone with kind of the ability to play a sort of a mean girl, shallow heel role, but one that nonetheless connected with audiences. But yeah, I can understand why she's frustrated because she was pushed for that long. So for her to enter that sort of exile, that stasis that um, becomes of so many WWE talents, it's just very stark from where she once was. Particularly when you look at like how shallow out with the immediate title picture the, the divisions are at the moment. Obviously people like uh, Asuka and Bailey coming back will help in that regard as well, but yeah, it's very strange uh, and now I really want to see Bianca versus Alexa for the title because the sheer personality exploding out of that feud would be pretty tremendous. Uh, right, NXT 2.0. We're not going to dive too deep onto this one because we will be doing the NXT 2.0 review podcast later on you can check that out on anywhere you get your podcasts on type us in you'll find us uh, but yeah they, they changed the women's tag team titles again um so the kickoff show to stand and deliver it was dakota kai and raquel gonzalez reuniting coming back together and beating toxic attractions jc jane and Gigi dolan well, the opposite happened <laughs> on this week's TV. So what, like three days later, uh, Toxic Attraction got the belts back. Um, there was all kinds of stuff going on here. Wendy Chu was the difference maker at Stand and Deliver. She brewed some soda uh, <laughs> in Dolan's face. Uh, last night, Mandy Rose took out Chu before she could get there and make a difference. Uh, the story of the match was basically Gonzalez's knee being worked over before she was finally taken out. They got the Toxic Shock on Raquel for the win. They <laughs> regained the belts. Um... Okay. Yeah, another easy shallow take was, oh, she's lazy and she's sleepy, so she's a lot like Orange Cassidy. But like, Orange Cassidy used to use like fresh orange juice as mist um, back on the indie days. He hasn't really done it in AEW. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just kind of Orange Cassidy. The title switch was, look, hey, it's a technical classic and we'll go in depth in our analysis of the storyline depth um, on the podcast and so make sure to check that out later. Absolutely. And it uh, looks like we're getting Dakota Kai versus Mandy Rose now for the stuff's going on. Stuff's going on. Uh, right, Ezekiel. That was weird, but we're kind of sort of arm's length into it. Strange situation uh, to, 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 to run through on Monday when Elias came back as Ezekiel. First time in like nine months. Uh, obviously last year he had those vignettes. Elias is dead. They didn't really come to anything. They stopped. Uh, he confronted Kevin Owens. You're Elias. No, I'm his brother. Get out of my ring. No. Okay. That's kind of how it played out. 
but PW Insider's Mike Johnson has come through with just some updates on the situation, talking about how Ezekiel is now officially part of the Raw roster, if you hadn't guessed that already, and is to be pushed as a babyface going forward. On top of that, the name Elias has been completely scrubbed from WWE's inter- internal rosters. So despite this man's assertion that he's Elias's brother, I mean, obviously he's not. Um, yeah, there you go. Elias, Ezekiel is here to stay. It looks like he's going to get the, the bizarre post-WrestleMania push that you wonderfully described yesterday. Um, how do you see it panning out for the big jacked man? You know what? I don't think this is going to be a complete disaster, you know. One thing that I really liked about Elias's heel work, at least in a, from a character perspective, and I don't think he could really sort of go um, when the bell rang, yeah. but Elias was really, really strong when he used to taunt the audience and he used to play his tunes on the guitar and he used to get the booze. He was really good at sort of selling that oblivious, oh, wait, what, what are you being booing me for? He had a really good deadpan delivery as well. Like, um, genuinely, he's got really good comedic timing. I kind of think he can pull off. It's very wacky, and uh, the mileage will vary across everyone in the wrestling fandom about the extent to which they can sort of tolerate wackiness in pro wrestling. I'm all for it, to be perfectly honest. And I think that uh, Elias, Ezekiel, whatever we're calling him now, has kind of got this, like, oblivious deadpan quality that I find just amusing in a way that I can't really articulate. I kind of think this could be something half-decent, you know? Still my second favourite Ezekiel in all of pro wrestling, of course, but looking forward to seeing how it pans out. Um, sometimes weird is just... you, you got to jump along the crazy train sometimes, right? And we're going to see how this goes. Uh, right, we're going to talk about the Raw ratings. We don't talk about ratings often on the news because, I mean, generally week-to-week fluctuations aren't all that interesting, but when there's a particularly good number or a particularly bad number, we will come on, talk about them, talk about what they mean. Uh, and this week is really good for Raw. Uh, the overall viewership was actually the highest... It has been since January 2021, which is obviously successful. Uh, a to- this is originally reported by WrestleNomics' Brandon Furston, who does tremendous work on the business of pro wrestling. Uh, it's a total of 2.101 million viewers across its three hours. Uh, you had the usual hour to hour decline, but that's standard every week, right? Um, this number included uh, 820,000 in the 18 to 49 demographic for a rating of 0.64. The long and short of it is that it was ranked number six on the night. It was only behind the NCAA College Basketball Championship thing that I don't fully understand because I'm an ignorant Brit. Um, (laughs) But yeah, the highest overall viewership since January last year, uh, and also the highest 18 to 49 number since the post-SummerSlam episode in August of last year, 23rd of August last year. So it's a good number across the boards. Um, You have to imagine that because such little stuff was advertised for the show, we had the Roman appearance, that was advertised, Cody appearance obviously, uh, and Veer. (laughs) So not a whole lot advertised in advance, but it must be the post-WrestleMania buzz therefore creating these numbers. Of course, Cody and Roman were protagonists at WrestleMania and some of the biggest developments of the night, so they're going to contribute to that. Either way, it's a really good number. Um, The show itself wasn't particularly well received critically, I think it's fair to say, across the board, but there you go. Obviously, week to week, doesn't mean a whole lot unless they sustain these figures, but yeah, there you go. That 18 to 49 demo number is an absolute monster and you know what like I didn't think much of Monday's Raw at all but Wrestlemania was a genuinely it felt like a special landmark show that across its entire well, combined what like eight hour duration it delivered a lot of things that a lot of WWE fans and even lapsed WWE fans like myself were seriously impressed by like the celebrity matches were great um, Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch proved that they can do pro wrestling when they really want to do it and they did it bloody well I thought that match was absolutely tremendous it was momentous the special atmosphere was genuinely quite stark for 
Like, we are not the most high guys on WWE right now, but it kind of sort of put into perspective, like, a lot of people really care about these storylines that we didn't necessarily think they did. Like, Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch, again, what an unbelievable match, unbelievable yeah. atmosphere, Fantastic. so unbelievably over. Ultimately, they generated a lot of momentum, a lot of discourse, a lot of noise, a lot of favour. Um, history tells us that week to week, this is more likely than not unsustainable but in terms of a mammoth number justified by actually doing something to actively please the audience thrill the audience make them realize look this company's still got a little bit of magic to it absolutely fully deserved that number yeah and then the first hour as well another notable thing was that that was the the highest single hour of raw since the first hour of the first pandemic episode of raw when everyone was tuning in to go what the hell is this going to look yeah. like so that's an achievement in itself as well and look even coming out of, uh, of wrestlemania yeah roman reigns versus brock lesnar wasn't the greatest match they've ever had but at the same time people are really excited for roman and what he does next so yeah uh, we always say momentum plus marketing equals good numbers and here we are Let's see how the forthcoming weeks play. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Anyway, over to our Twitter questions. The first one comes from Sunil Mystery, and it's kind of related... It's related to the last story we covered there. Uh, I've not been this invested in WWE in years. WrestleMania was a huge success with a casual viewer like me who did. Uh, Metrics-wise, the numbers look good. How do they continue this momentum? Feels like it's a big opportunity. So WrestleMania was a big hit on Google searches as well, I believe, which is another way you can measure interest in a product. Um, for me, it's it's such a simple answer. It's good weekly programming that inspires uh, investment and uh, gives you hooks and reasons to tune in the following week. Uh, did they accomplish that with this week's episode of Raw? Uh, I'm not sure a lot of people would agree with that statement there. Um, but 
WrestleMania's first night in particular was absolutely tremendous. So, what do you reckon? How, how do you think this this is going to go? I'm not entirely sure, like, because I'm very much mired in self-loathing. I actually went on Squared Circle on Reddit to double-check what oh, the no. pulse of the atmosphere was surrounding the reception um, of Monday Night Raw to see how well it was received and to see if WWE can again maintain this buzz. And it's an anecdotal thing that's nowhere near as robust a metric as ratings patterns as the, uh, the consistency of the viewership over the three hours or, in fact, the Google penetration. And a lot of people really did not like this episode. I didn't like this episode. But ultimately... Ultimately, the thing with WWE is they traditionally, and this has always been a very, very successful business model, they conquered the pro wrestling world um, using it, they've always had a select crop of guys on top. Yes, in 2000, it was a lot of wonderful shared universe storytelling and intricate overlapping, but more often than not, they have a handful of guys, the mid-card is nowhere near as important, and they book around a handful of guys who they sort of put all over the show and show long angles. Ultimately, what I'm arriving at here is that the Cody Rhodes discourse and the number that he's pulled and the interest he was very much promoted as a focal point of raw going forward and that might be enough for people you know who are sort of in the mindset of the wwe style to think of stars right the way up there all over the show every single week and then some names underneath that they don't really care about but it doesn't put them off in the same way if this cody thing can stick i honestly think that a lot of people um will continue to go along on this cody first journey and as far as like other stuff elsewhere on the card, I think it would have been a good move on this week's episode of Raw because like if people tune in, right, if the increased numbers of people tune in and they don't like what they've seen, there's a good chance they're not going to show up next week. I think it would have been a good idea for them to maybe set some other big names off in new, clear new directions because like the well, Bianca... Oh, there you go. Uh, the Bianca Belair promo, for example, was, I mean, basically it was a dot-com exclusive, right? It was the kind of thing they uploaded to the website after a show. It didn't really need to exist. It was good because Bianca rules. Um, but what, what if we'd use that opportunity to set up her next challenger instead of just kind of putting a line under WrestleMania? Stuff like that. Maybe bring back an Asuka or a Bailey or somebody like that. That would have maybe generated a bit more buzz coming out of Raw but hey the, the stuff coming out of WrestleMania was really strong and the numbers show that like Roman Reigns has been on top of Smackdown for quite some time and honestly this year Smackdown has been kind of rancid in terms of its undercard and yet it performs incredibly well by modern standards with Roman Reigns on top every single week if they can sort of replicate that approach with Cody over on Raw who knows they might do something close to this number in the weeks and months to come I'm not sure 9 million by Christmas you heard it here first uh, second question comes from Millie who asks, simple question, what is Cody Rhodes doing on WWE TV by the time we get to SummerSlam? What do you reckon, Michael? Oh, uh, he's talking about going for the WWE Universal Undisputed Championship or whatever they, in fact, are calling it. And it's not like the AEW approach where they plant a storyline seed and let it sort of grow and grow and then bloom like months and months down the line. When they say they're going to do something, odds are they kind of do it quickly and burn through it. Um, it was sort of alluded to that they might do something with Seth and Cody. Ultimately, he's going to be in the mix and... Look, again, precedent. Daniel Bryan came back in 2018. A lot of people were really interested in going along on this big sort of epic quest for him to finally get his hands on The Miz and they only sort of could help themselves. And it lasted, what, a few months before they sort of interacted and then it kind of got blown off by SummerSlam. So I would think if they're going to do the Cody versus Roman Reigns match and that looks to be the direction, 
Um, I could see that happening by SummerSlam, honestly, at the latest. It's not going all the way to Mania, so I reckon Cody versus Roman at SummerSlam. But then again, they might just book it on SmackDown this week. They just yeah. like to do things quickly. Yeah, absolutely, and I think that's a really good shout. Uh, I would go in line with that. My slight alteration, I think Roman is shoot injured. The, the arm looked messed up at, at WrestleMania. We'll, we'll see what comes to that on SmackDown, but... Uh, I'm pulling this out of nowhere. Don't take it as anything. Uh, let's say he's out for six weeks or whatever. Um, I don't think they're going to strip him of the belt. I think that'll hold them off on doing something with him and Cody. And I think that SummerSlam would be a really good place to crown Cody if they're able to sustain his buzz to that level throughout. Uh, our final question today comes from Mike Sykes Blythe, who asks, uh, switching gears here, uh, which current AEW talent do you think would be a better fit for a move or a role on Ring of Honor? This is quite a difficult question because we don't exactly know what Ring of Honor is going to be. We obviously know he's not going to. It's not a sports entertainment vanity project or anything daft like that. We've got a. We can infer what the general sort of booking philosophy and stylistic philosophy of Ring of Honor is going to be. Ultimately, it's going to be sort of positioned in sort of importance directly underneath AEW. It's sort of a quasi de developmental that exists as a brand in its own right. Something like NXT in the glory years. This could be ROH in terms of where it is positioned in contrast to AEW, except it'll be way more of a synergistic um, approach where Tony Khan obviously doesn't exist one of his companies because that would be stupid, Vince McMahon. On that basis, I would be tempted if I were in Tony Khan's boots to sort of dispatch a lot of the guys who show like endless amounts of promise um, but get sort of rotated in and out because of how stacked the roster is. So I'm thinking private party, they are seemingly on the precipice of doing something really quite special um, after their blistering start and cool off period so I would definitely sort of work them in a program with the Briscoes and honestly I would kind of change the booking philosophy if I was Tony Khan we know that he doesn't like to do rematches he doesn't like to do multi-match programs that often ultimately if it's going to be developmental one of the benefits of doing that even though it can get boring is that the guys get reps 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 they learn chemistry with different opponents they're working every week so i would kind of like to see i know this is an incidental um point but i'd like to see a different booking philosophy applied to ring of honor so you can get private party on a ring of honor show almost every single week because there is money in that act something like dante martin in the single division mm. doing something similar like he still shows glimpses of how green he can be like, obviously incredibly spectacular you can do things that blow your mind but because he's not sort of working and getting that muscle memory of doing it every single week so it becomes like natural to him completely um i think he's another guy that can sometimes get not so much lost in the shuffle but kind of stunted in his career progression get into ring of honor and get him on tv every single week personally and i think you like this as well because he got because this guy rules so goddamn much and because he's got all the potential in the world but again he sort of has that working style where it's not completely perfect because he's not doing it every week give powerhouse hobbs the bail i was just about to say that and then i'll be there everybody <laughs> i was just about to say that like as a trial run for an eventual for a potential top push in aw which you ideally want him to grow into because he's the coolest guy in that company on tv every every week um i wouldn't want to see him like totally like i'd like to see him still on aw tv don't get me wrong but hell yeah put him put him in ring of honor see how he works as the top guy See how he works as the top monster in that uh, in that territory. I think it'd be awesome. Um, 
a complimentary piece to these younger players, Tony Nice. Uh, he's so good at, at giving you just, like his floor is incredibly high. Tony Nice is gonna give you at minimum like a very good match every time. He might not necessarily go out there and give you this like electric buzzing classic or whatever, but he's such a great all round in-ring pro wrestler, I think. Him in there every single week with these younger wrestlers, literally every week, working 10 to 15 minutes with people who are still rising in their development curve would be a very good idea across the board. Anyway, let us know what you think in the comment section below and hit us up on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Later today, I will be putting a thread out for questions for a Q&A podcast we're going to do. We're really spoiling you today. It's going to be awesome. Uh, you can find Michael on Twitter at M Sidgwick. You can find me on Twitter at Andy H. Murray. The H stands for hefty. Goodbye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this show ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.